Hi folks, Dirk Bentley here. Being on the go is a big part of my life. I love seeing new places, meeting new people, and performing all over the world. For energy on the go, for me, it's five hour energy. It works fast, works long, and it tastes good. With zero sugar and four calories. Try it, it could work for your on the go life too. Five hour energy, energy on the go. Get five hour energy at your local Casey's. All right, folks, this is Jack Newtown here. I kind of hate the uh, the new update. If you guys notice the new update on the speaker broadcast has now has some audio issues. You can tell when I um, stop like this. You can hear. A little static is not my microphone is not my headset at all um, because before the update you can hear me clear you can hear me much better you can hear me um more effective uh it is i don't like the new update i'm gonna be honest and i'm not the only one that's complaining there's like several people that are actually uh several uh broadcasters that are complaining about the speaker update um, that it, um, yeah, no matter what type of, you can have a Yeti microphone. It still has that, you know, that little, just like now, but before the update, you didn't have that. You, you just actually had just silence, not no noise. I don't have no noise moving around or nothing. No fans, no units moving or anything. Uh, only thing moving is my hands, etc. But besides that, uh, let's talk about Shepard Smith. Shepard Smith, Shepard Smith, Shepard Smith, Shepard Smith, Smith, Shepard, 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 Smith, Smith. Shepard has been a Fox News reporter ever since Fox News was created. He was the actual first original reporter uh, for Fox News. And for 23 years, he has done a lot of work as a journalist. And um, I respect Shepard Smith's work. He is actually one of the few journalists out there that I can say he can call it straight down the middle. Now, of course, he takes a little side, but when push come to shove, he's going to call it right down the middle. Um, and I got to give Shepard Smith respect for that because he didn't tell the line with the president. He don't tell, and I notice that he doesn't tell lines with presidents. He doesn't care who's in office. He's going to call it for what it is. He's one of the few um, reporters that will actually just be an actual journalist. Unlike, and let's just be honest, Sean Hannity has always been biased. Um, he is pro-Republican. Uh, Bill O'Reilly is more Republican, but sometimes he can go against the grain when he feels that something is out of out of line. Way out of line, of course, for his taste. Um, you have Chris Wallace, who will go at times will go against the grain. You have some reporters out there that will keep it straight. Judge Anthony, Judge Andrew Napolitano is another one who I like because he's going to shoot it straight. He's not going to sit up there. He's not going to take sides. You know, yeah, he's going to be more Republican, but he's going to say, look. This is a problem here. 
Um, and I believe the reason, and Shepard Smith got a new contract, actually. More money, way more money. But he quit. And I think it's based off of the president, Donald Trump. And um, he's not the only one. I think when Donald Trump put out that tweet about Fox News and how bad they are and the polls are wrong about him, I think that was the last straw for Shepard Smith. And I'm thinking this might be the last straw for some of the Fox News analysts because they're not going to take it. And Fox News are now beginning to realize the type of president they have in the White House, that he will turn on anyone. He is a rabid dog. President Donald Trump is a rabid dog, people. He will, if you, if you do not toe the line, one to 50%, you don't worship the devil. You, let's say you don't worship the devil with him or you don't lick his ass. You know, you tell Joe Biden, you know, well, he's good for kissing Obama's ass. Well, hell, Trump, you want everyone to kiss your ass. If you don't toe the line down to the T, even though he's wrong, he will stab you in the back. He will stick it to you. He will stick a knife in your back. That's what the president is known for before he became president. How do you think he became the real estate magnate that he is today? He stabbed people in the back. He pushed old ladies out of their homes. That's the kind of guy he is. That is how his father, Fred Trump, reared him to be ruthless. Cutthroat. Yeah, you can make a lot of success in that pathway, but there is a price behind all that. There's a hefty price, endless worry, endless bothersome, endless people will endlessly attack you forever and ever. And they'll keep and attack you beyond the grave in your family. It's kind of hard to tell people, hey, leave the Trump family alone. They have nothing to do with this. That's true. But the same token, Trump brought upon himself. When you start attacking everybody, you and you put your family in this play, you pretty much leave the door open for them to be attacked as well, even though they had nothing to do in what you're saying. But I give Shepard Smith credit. He is a he is straight up. He is straight up. Um, I've known I've seen him for years on Fox News. Um, he's one of those that he pretty much doesn't care what you think. Uh, and he will fight you. I remember he got arrested in, I think 2002, 2003, um, by, from another reporter. There was a, I guess, fighting over space, uh, get the best coverage. And then Shepard Smith punched somebody out. <laughs> oh, Shep, you know, and I know people talk about his, uh, sexual orientation that he's married to a, a man his partner which okay that's that's him that's his that's on him i ain't got nothing to do with that i mean it's not right according to the eyes of god it's not according according to the bible it's not right no but guess what that that's not part of me right there that's not part of me even though 
him and him and another man ain't right. Just like Don Lemonade. You know he you know he getting plowed every night by his husband. You know that white husband put on that uh that Colonel Sanders that Colonel Sanders you know that KFC Colonel Sanders uniform on his husband put on that Colonel Sanders uniform and Don Lemon be dressed as a slave and be he be be in be bucking in the pie hole. but that's on hey. That's on you. You gonna take them drugs so you so that so that pain can subside <laughs> from that pop from that pop popping. <laughs> he was popping them pies. <laughs> he popping them cherry pies. <laughs> but besides that, I know y'all get mad. Oh, yeah, you talking about this? You're evil. You're devil, chick. I'ma kill you. You get nigger. I know. Oh, let me. Can I talk about that? The CDC has a, a new report that STDs are increasing through the roof. I'm gonna get back on Shepherd real quick. I'm, I'm just gonna get this out of the way before I forget. And they're saying the STDs on the rise, and they're and the and the CDC health officials are puzzled, perplexed into. Why is it more increasing when we have more education dealing with STDs? We have more education on how uh, contraceptions and protections and all this other stuff. And the simple answer is no matter what education you give people, they're going to do it. If it's in, if it hey, if it feels good, do it in the street, do it in the phone booth, uh, do it in do it in the subway. Do it in, do do it on skid row, do it on steps. If it feels good, do it. That's that's the mentality today. You only live once, YOLO. The main factor, let's just be honest. The main factor, and I've always said this for the longest, the number one factor in the spread of STDs and HIV is bisexuality. That's a fact. The number one disease spreading is the orientation of bisexuality. Bisexuals spread far more diseases than homosexuals. Bisexuals spread more diseases far more than homosexuals. Bisexuals are ranked the highest among the STD category it's not gays gays may be under number two number three number four but it's bisexuals who are the number one bisexuals are the number one drugs and then homosexuals number one is bisexuals it's not drugs it's bisexuals number two is drugs number three is gays but bisexuality is the number one spreader of disease. Think about it. You get with a man, then you get with a woman, and then she spreads it to a man, and then the the circle it, it goes round and round and round and round. Merry go round, like he sweat. Merry go round. I'm not gonna sing because I can't sing worth a damn. But bisexuality. Is the number is the number one class number one orientation group of spreading STDs and HIV. 
These are facts. This is not me putting on the bias or slamming anybody. These, this is the truth. Bisexuality is the number one spreader of diseases, drugs, and then homosexuality. At least with gays, they stick to what they like. A gay prefers a man or a woman, you know, like two women, two men. They stick together. Bisexuals will go with man, woman, transgender, male transgender, female transgender, dog, cat, rat, snake, python, wolf, sheep, horse, cow, Dalmatian, um, bears, tigers, lions, dragons. I mean, they fuck anything. Bisexuals fuck anything. Because if you can do both a man and a woman, you best believe you fucking animals too. I'm just saying. Just saying. Some of y'all, if you, if you, if you, some of y'all, if you hold that snake, they'll, they'll stick it too. If that snake can hold up upright, they'll, they'll hit it too. They'll pop that one that as well. That's how nasty these bisexuals are, but whatever. Get mad. But as far as with Shepard Smith, let's play some of uh, Shepard Smith's uh, commentary. We've had lots of busy news days, but getting your hands around all that's happened today is very difficult. So I want to break this down to something very simple. Sure. The president admits that on a phone call with the president of Ukraine, he requested that the president of Ukraine investigate his 2020 political rival, Joe Biden. Is that a crime? It is a crime for the president to solicit aid for his campaign from a foreign government. So that would be what but that to which the president has admitted is in and of itself a crime. Yes, this is the same crime for which that Trump organization was investigated by Bob Mueller, who couldn't, uh, who decided not to seek an indictment because there wasn't enough evidence. Well, no, he said he didn't seek an indictment because he wasn't charged because of the DOJ rule that said you can lay it out, but you can't charge. That's on, on the obstruction of right, justice. On whether or not there was a conspiracy between the Russians and the Trump right. campaign, he said there's some evidence, but not enough to uh, indict. It's the same crime, an agreement or a solicitation for assistance for an American campaign regulated by the Federal Election Commission where you are seeking the assistance from a foreign government. That's the crime. Rudy Giuliani says he too pressed Ukrainian officials to investigate uh, Biden at, at the direction he said. Hey, you know what? And this is why I respect Shepard Smith. Fox News is pro-Republican, pro-Trump, pro-Bush. Any, any Republican, they are pro that. But Shepard Smith, Judge and uh, Andrew Napolitano is him and maybe one or two others are one of the few that will actually be straight up and point out the facts instead of trying to adjust the narrative to make the president look good like Sean Hannity. Sean Hannity has always been a fucking hack. Let's just be honest. Let's be honest. Sean Hannity has always been a fucking hack. Um, he will toe the line to the end. And that's how they train. Just like, uh, who's that guy named? Ooh, damn, I forgot that guy who got pinched by the feds. It was a guy that got pinched by the feds. Roger Stone. 
Roger Stone even hey Roger Stone and and how they get the ideology came it all that came from Roger Stone and Richard Nixon, but mainly Roger Stone. Roger Stone's mentality is deny, 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 deny. Even though it's true, deny it. That's his mentality. Deny it. Keep pushing disinformation. That's what Roger Stone uh, has been known for. Pushing disinformation. If it's true, say it's a lie. If it's a lie, say it's the truth. That's the mentality of Roger Stone and his acolytes of Sean Hannity takes the same page from him too. And others, Rush Limbaugh. How do you think they're able to make hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars on talking radio? But see, the thing is, you know, there's another one who's on radio, Dr. Michael Savage. I will give him credit. He will go against the grain. That's why they banned him from six radio stations, because he refused to toe the line. Michael Savage refused to toe the line. And that's why they've been trying to silence Michael Savage for years. Trust me, when they had Michael Savage on MSNBC, they got rid of him because he was too raw. He was too raw. He was too raw. Michael Savage was too raw. And they wouldn't put him on Fox News because he was too raw. He told it. I mean, whatever came out of his head, he said it. Hold on. Maybe, maybe, uh, better yet. Let me, let me do this. I know we're on Shepard Smith, but I'm just going to show you. Uh, MSNBC. And this is where he got fired because he was on the show. The sky today very unfriendly, and I know why John Madden chooses a bus over an airline seat. So, until the next time on Unsavage Airways, this is Michael Savage. Let's go to a caller. If you have an airline horror story, give me a ring right here on the Savage Nation. Go ahead, please. Did you have a worse case? He was on MSNBC. Hey, Michael Savage, pleasure to speak with you. Yeah. I was flying out of LaGuardia, and there's two undercover security guards. Yeah. Somebody was smoking in the bathroom. Someone was smoking in the bathroom. Unbelievable. Okay, what happened? Half hour into the flight, I need to suggest that Donna might take your... Because your teeth are really All right, bad. all right. So you're one of those sodomites. Yes. Yeah, are you a sodomite? Yes, I am. Oh, you're one of the sodomites. You should only get Don't... AIDS and die, you pig. Oh God! And that's what got him fired. That's what got Michael Savage fired. Is because he shot it straight. Because the guy got on there and was running his mouth on Savage, and Savage was like, "No, no, we ain't gonna have that." Hold on. You said we ain't going to have that. Hold on. Now, let's play this. Continue play this. ...of the administration. Is that a crime? If that was done in order to enhance the president's uh, re-election campaign, yes, it's the same crime that the president would have done. And see, and now the president is getting upset the fact that 
he did commit a crime. And this is a judge. This is a judge who's been sitting in courts for years. And he's just shooting it straight. He is just shooting it straight. Just like uh, Judge Lynn Toler told on Ricky Smiley that that judge in Texas did was wrong because you cannot be partial. He, she said, look, you can't do that because you're giving the other side to make it look like you're giving favor to the criminal. And judges don't give favors to criminals, especially if they was accused of murder. Um, and don't get me started on that, on that judge, uh, Tammy Kemp, that coon. Um, actually, I'm going to do a show later on her because she was on somebody's show crying and cooning and buck dancing and oh, I did the right thing and Jesus and Christian and white Jesus. But whatever. Crap over. If the president said, I want you to investigate my uh, principal opponent's son, thinking to himself, it's going to help his campaign. The whistleblower first reported the president's action and unspecified other actions. It's not just about this phone call. According to the reporter, there's more. Right. First reported that through proper channels. The inspector general deemed that information credible and of urgent concern. Rather than take that complaint to the Congress, the inspector general went to the administration for guidance, and the administration blocked its transfer to the Congress. Is that a problem legally? Yes, the administration mm. is on very, very thin ice on the grounds on which it blocked it for two reasons. One... The statute says the inspector general, if he finds the complaint to be credible and urgent, shall, not may, shall share it with the Gang of Eight. The Gang of Eight is the bipartisan leadership of both houses of Congress and the bipartisan leadership of both intelligence committees, the one in the House and the one in the Senate. He didn't do that. He got a cockamamie, I'll tell you why I say that in a minute, ruling from the Justice Department that he didn't have to bring it. The ruling from the Justice Department says, well, wait a minute. The complaint was filed with the inspector general of the intelligence community. The president doesn't work for the intelligence community, works for the American public, and therefore the complaint is moot. Moot? The complaint accuses the president of the United States of bribery. How can that be moot? The Congress has every right under the statute to know about it. That's yep, we that's true. Legally with the DOJ right now. Based on the specifics of what we know, forget about the phone call, forget, forget all of the things about which we have no knowledge, just based on the things that the president has admitted. The president's admitted that he made a phone call to the new president. Hey, you, hey, you MAGA people, and see, and here, here's, here's, here's the sad part. Uh, it got 2.3 thousand likes and 4.1 thousand dislikes. And this is probably the reason why Shepard Smith left Fox News. And it's disgusting. It's just disgusting. I'm not going to sit up there and defend a lie. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to sit there and defend a lie. And you supporters, you people who support Trump. You Trump supporters. And that's fine. You can support Trump. But what they're saying is the truth. A law was broken. And you people who are the 4.1 thousand dislikes, I can see 
if they were putting out lies about the about the president. These are not lies, people. These are not lies. These are facts. This, this is the truth. And maybe Shepard Smith felt like I'm I, you know, if I if I leave Fox News, maybe they'll help the brand. Maybe they'll help it because a lot of Trump supporters begin to start attacking Shepard Smith, start threatening his life, start putting out his information. And see, they're no different than the Democrats. So how can the Trump supporters who are pro-Republican attack people on the other side for being nasty and spiteful when you y'all are doing the same thing? You Trump supporters are doing the same exact thing. You are zombies. You are zombies. You are zombies. You people are zombies. You're worse than the Tea Party. At least some of the Tea Party members broke ranks because they felt like, hold on now, this don't make any sense. Trust me, I initially supported Tea Party um, in the 2000, what around the Obama election. And then I'm like, hold on now. I'm like, mm, this don't make any sense. I'm like, okay, what, what y'all, what's y'all real agenda? And it started, became a joke. Glenn Beck, same way. Glenn Beck was like, okay, Glenn Beck went against the grain. They got rid of him in Fox News. Because he was telling too much, he was putting out way too much information for the masses. And if you watch some of the old Glenn Beck Fox News, when he had his Glenn Beck show, you start to say, damn, hold on. This guy was putting out a lot of information about American history. A lot of stuff that started to get black folks to start thinking different. Like, hold on now, we did that, and I'm talking about the good. St- I'm talking about the positive stuff. We ain't talking about you know all the all the nigga stuff. But Glenn Beck was putting out stuff about us, like what we what we was engaged in as far as the Revolutionary War, as well as uh, um, various things that we will think we were still subjugated. But a lot of us were not subjugated. A number of us were free. Now, of course, they want to push the narrative to say everybody was a slave. That was not that's not always that's not 100 percent true. Yes, there was a number of slaves. Don't get me wrong. And not every slave master was cruel. But they still going to get it at the end of the day. Um, they say, well, hope God don't punch me. I, I, I was good to them. Well, that's true. Well, a number of people did God's work and still became a slave. I mean, you know, a lot of us were wicked. Some of us were good, but the some were good. They were still along with the bad ones, too, as a slave. President of Ukraine, the president has admitted that he had discussions about investigating his upcoming 2020 primary uh, 2020 presidential rival. Based on that in and of itself, how serious is this matter for the nation and the democracy, legally speaking? When Bob Mueller made his findings that the obstruction of justice is a, it could be an impeachable offense, that's equivocal. Bribery absolutely is an impeachable offense. There's no equivocation. Why do I say that? Because it's stated in the Constitution. The basis for impeachment, treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. Mm. If the president offered wow. a bribe... 
if the president offered a bribe <clears throat> to the president uh, of the Ukraine, that would be an impeachable offense. Would that have to be an explicit bribe? And I ask because the Democrats point to the following. First, there was the withholding of the aid which the Congress, in a bipartisan way, had approved for Ukraine in its ongoing conflict with, Iraq, with, right. with the Russians. Then the president, without explanation at the time, blocked that transfer of money. Within one week, according to the reporting of the Wall Street Journal, and not since confirmed by Fox News, there was a phone call during which the president discussed the investigation of the former vice president, his future rival. That's how you're getting to this bribery accusation? Yes. Now, the jury... And the grand jury is the House of Representatives. They decide whether or not this constitutes bribery and whether or not the president should be put on trial for it. The trial jury is the Senate. They also would decide whether or not this constitutes bribery. What words did the president use? Did the president use code words, as one of his former lawyers said he often does when he knows others are listening to his conversations? Did the, did the recipient of those words understand them to be uh, code words? Uh, the conversation that President Zelensky had with Senator uh, Chris Murphy of Connecticut will come into this, because Chris Murphy of Connecticut said, please don't do what the president asked you to do. And according to Senator Murphy, President Zelensky said, don't worry, we're not going to do it. Often it's very difficult to see the forest for the trees. Based on your knowledge, historically and otherwise, of legal matters related to the presidency, how big a day is this? Perhaps it's... Uh, it's uh, monumental in terms of where we're going to go from here. We'll uh -huh. know about that when we hear from Mrs. Pelosi in a little bit. Damn. Okay, let's play this. Another Shepard Smith moment. Yet again in America, innocent families are slumped to their knees in grief, living the agonizing and unimaginable wait to retrieve the bullet-riddled bodies of their children and parents slaughtered in yeah, senseless gun violence. Yet again in America, we search our souls for answers, beg our leaders for solutions that thus far have not come. By one broad measure, the 251st mass shooting in our homeland this year happened 13 hours after the 250th. Yet again in America. And uniquely American. This happens with regularity in large numbers as a pattern just here. Nowhere else. Granted, mass shootings like the ones in El Paso and in Dayton represent only a small fraction of our nation's gun violence. But attacks like these are all the more traumatizing, perhaps because after the fact, we can all put ourselves there. We can picture ourselves at a crowded Walmart on tax-free day, scooping up school supplies as kids run about the crowded aisles. We can relate to being at a bar late on a summer Saturday, having a conversation and a laugh with some friends. And now we know what it looks like and sounds like when the regular stops along our journeys in an instant deliver a turning point in our lives, or end them, yet again in America. So much of the everyday must-dos are now at least occasionally clouded in fear, like sending our kids to school. Columbine, Little Rock, Pearl, Parkland, Newtown, University of Texas, Virginia Tech. Fear of gun violence. At work, at a stadium, a movie theater, a house of worship, a Walmart, a bar. As for details on 250, a young man's manifesto, invasion, he killed them. 
Say police, he's talking in jail and has no regrets. Yet again in America. Then as the long day and night rolled into the wee hours, as bodies still lay where they dropped at the Walmart after the bullets ripped the life from their bodies, 251. Another angry young man pulled the trigger on his rifle many states away outside a bar. Within 30 seconds, police say nine people were dead, dozens hurt, hundreds traumatized. Cops in Dayton have not yet explained the shooter's motive, but the killer's former classmates say he'd once been kicked out of school for making a list of girls he wanted to kill. One woman says the gunman once confessed to her that he fantasized about trying to slit her throat and tie her up. Of mass shooting number 251, she says, this isn't a mystery to me. Is this shocking to you, debilitating or unimaginable? Or is it one of those things that happens yet again in America? Sadly, routine. After all, the Gilroy Garlic Festival was just last week. Remember that? Remember the details of that one? They do in Gilroy. Or Las Vegas. Or the Pulse nightclub. The synagogue in Pittsburgh. The Sikh temple in Wisconsin. The Baptist church in Texas. The Bible study in Charleston. You remember something of many, maybe, as a cable news viewer. Likely not all 251 just this year. But survivors will tell you, you never forget if you saw the killer up close. Okay, let's uh, hold it. Today calling for civility after stopping a credentialed correspondent from attending an open press event with President Trump. The press secretary, Sarah Sanders, says the reporter shouted questions and refused to leave despite repeatedly being asked. Here's what happened. The reporter you heard was Caitlin Collins, White House reporter for CNN. She was the pool reporter at the time, meaning on that day in that setting, she represented all of the television networks, including this one. A few hours later, she said White House officials told her the questions were inappropriate and that she was not allowed to attend the president's joint news conference coming up with the European Commission president in the Rose Garden. The president of this network, Jay Wallace, put out a statement in support of Collins and journalism, quoting, we stand in strong solidarity with CNN for the right to full access for our journalists as part of a free and unfettered press. The president of the White House Correspondents Association also entered, issued a statement. It reads in part, we strongly condemn the White House's misguided and inappropriate decision today to bar one of our members from an open press event after she asked questions they did not like. This type of retaliation is wholly inappropriate, wrong-headed, and weak. It cannot stand. 
This morning, reporters tried to get a response from Bill Shine. He's the White House Deputy Chief of Staff for Communications. Bill Shine, full disclosure, is my personal friend. He was a producer, then executive, then senior executive at this network, and in that capacity, he was my boss. Shine took issue with people saying the White House banned Collins. Did you ask her if we ever used the word banned? Did I just mean it on Roman clerics? What word did you say, Bill? What word would you use? When you ask her if we ever used the word banned, then I will answer that question. Prohibited her? What's the word you would use? You ask her, focus now. You ask her if we ever used the word banned. Focusing. This is a difference without a distinction. Collins reports Shine and the press secretary, Sarah Sanders, disinvited her from a Rose Garden event. Kellyanne Conway, counselor to the president, whom we don't often quote here, said the whole thing shows the media needs to change its approach. That incident aside, I'm just speaking more broadly, um, the civility that you all call for sometimes when, when you're in your broadcast, I think it should start here at the White House and just show a little bit more respect Civility. See, Trump wants to talk about Joe Biden was good at kissing Obama's ass. Well, hell, Kellyanne Conway is good at kissing Trump's ass, even though husband said he the damn self. <laughs> Bitch, stop kissing that motherfucker's ass. We at Fox News observed that Collins was civil, that she asked relevant and timely questions of a president who often answers questions under identical circumstances and in the same setting. One of our journalists might have done exactly the same. For perspective, just a couple of days ago, President Trump said this to a group of veterans about the news media. Don't believe the crap you see from these people, the fake news. During that same speech, the president told the crowd in attendance, what you're seeing and what you're reading is not what's happening. Of course, President Trump has been calling members of the media fake and dishonest, since he announced he was running for prep for office. And in the past few months, the president has adopted a new phrase. They interviewed 10 women on one of the uh, opposing networks, you know, the enemy, the enemy of the people, I call them. The enemies of the people. I invited Bill Shine and through him Sarah Sanders to appear on this program to offer their perspective on this matter. Shine declined while thanking me for the opportunity. We also invited our colleague Jordan Fabian, White House correspondent for The Hill. We asked him because during a White House briefing last week, this happened. Just to follow up on my second question, Sarah. Sorry, I told you Josh. You guys I did too. Have, I have to to Jordan. You told Josh the president has been once again moving on to Jordan. Jordan, go ahead. Uh, sorry, Callie, go ahead if you want. Thanks, Jordan. You said to actually, Josh, I'm going to take a question from Jordan. Well, actually, he deferred to Hallie. Yep, he did. <clears throat> look, I do agree there is fake news and America is the number one fake. And I still believe by that. But then you do got some journalists who actually do report the news. And I take I take issue with this because I was a journalist. And I understand what they deal with and what they have to go through. I understand. I understand what they have to go through. And I take issue with 
people like the president and others who are the zombies, the, the like-minded zombies that feel that nothing to see here. There's nothing wrong. He did nothing wrong. He didn't do nothing. That's a problem. That is a problem. That's a big issue I have. And you can say no comment. You don't have to answer the question. You can say no comment or you can answer the question. You don't throw people out because they're asking you questions. Just like Malik Yoba got mad because of the brother was asking him questions. Yeah, look, I get an interview, everything's on the table. I don't, I'm not going to sit there and uh, we're going to rehearse and what we're going to ask, what we're going to say. You can ask whatever you want and I can say no comment. I can say no comment or I plead a fifth or I'll answer it. Hallie Jackson of NBC News. She asked her follow-up question, and Sanders answered it. Jordan's with us live now on the North Lawn. What's your take on what's happening now and how it's different from what we've seen in the past? Well, Chef, I can tell you that, you know, I agree with my colleagues that what happened yesterday with Caitlin Collins is completely unacceptable. The White House doesn't get to handpick the reporters who are here to cover the White House. That's not how it works. That's not how it's ever worked. And I hope in the future uh, this doesn't happen again. Um, Look, I mean, unfortunately, there have been dust-ups in the past. I I remember this network was involved with some kind of situation with the Obama administration where it wasn't invited to a series of roundtable interviews. That's right. And you know what happened then, right, Jordan? That's right. Uh, Jake Tapper, then of CNN, stepped in to, to back you guys up and said that we wouldn't really attend that Uh, some round of interviews unless uh, Fox News was invited. So in times like this, I think it's good for the press corps to unite and and really rally around one another. And I'm seeing that happen again. uh, And I think it's for the best. In that case, it happened after a series of disagreements, I guess. In this case, the reporter for the pool, which is the reporter for all of us, Caitlin Collins, though not on our payroll, was working for us at Fox News and for you at home at that moment, trying to get answers from the president. Caitlin Collins after reports that she was brought into the office of Bill Shine. Can you tell us your understanding of that event? Mm. Well, Chef, I and the thing is, he's willing to put his own boss on blast. Bill Shine is his boss. There for the meeting, but I mean, the fact that this was even a conversation is, is again, not, not acceptable to any of us in the press corps. Uh, the, the pool is very important, as you were saying. It's it's for all of us in the news media because there's limited space in the White House to have eyes and ears on what's going on at all times to make sure that we are getting the, the message from the president or whatever White House official out to the public. And for them to take any step to restrict that is not something that the press is going to stand for. And the background reason on that is that if a president, any president, is allowed to call on those who have seen, seemed friendly to him or acceptable to answers that might fly in the face of fact, having a procedure which includes disallowing those who would ask questions of substance and and universal uh, curiosity uh, might be against the will of the people and and not for the greater good. Right, and and like you said, the president uh, is free to not answer those questions, and yesterday we saw him on two occasions 
not answer questions about Michael Cohen or, or Russia, and, and that's totally his prerogative, but it's the press's job to ask those questions, and any reporter in that situation would have asked the same or similar questions to what Caitlin answered. So I think myself and a lot of the colleagues in the press corps you know, pushed back on the characterization that she was somehow uh, not being civil or not respecting the office of the president. No, this she didn't curse the president out. She didn't call him names. She didn't you know, say anything derogatory. She only asked simple questions that the, pe the public needs to know because the public did elect this president. The public did elect these politicians. They work for the public people. So if I'm running for Congress and I become a congressman, when the public asks me a question, I'm going to give them an answer because they, I work for the people, not the people work for them. There's, and here's a, I think yeah, Trump again. And let me. Yesterday, Judge Andrew Napolitano, who is a legal analyst at Fox and a very nice guy, I will say, I've always liked him, um, went on one of our daytime shows and declared that the president's phone call with the head of Ukraine was a crime. Here's what he said. It is a crime for the president to solicit aid for his campaign from a foreign government. So that would be what, but that to which the president has admitted is in and of itself a crime. Yes. So that definitely got our attention, of course, it's a crime. And so I asked you, because you prosecuted a lot of crimes, and for our viewers who didn't see it, here's what you said. Well, I think Judge Napolitano is a fool, and I think what he said today is foolish. No, it is not a crime. Let me underscore emphatically that nothing that the president said on that call or what we think he said on that call constitutes a crime. And even if he had said, you're not going to get the money, it would not be a crime. Um, if there's a concert, I don't know what prosecutor you are. If there's a contract that states this particular country gets XX amount of money per diem and you held on the money off the basis of trying to get some information against a political rival, that is a crime. That's in the Constitution, sir. I don't know. And see, he's another Roger Stone acolyte. Well, apparently our daytime host who hosted Judge Napolitano was watching last night and was outraged by what you said and, quite ironically, called you partisan. Here's what he said. A partisan guest who supports President Trump was asked about Judge Napolitano's legal assessment. And when he was asked, he said, unchallenged, Judge Napolitano is a fool. Attacking our colleague who's here to offer legal assessments on our air in our work home is repugnant. And he's right. Shepard Smith is 100% correct. Judge Matalo Tano been a judge for ages. You're just the prosecutor. Your your job is just to win cases, even though if it means to suppression, lies, and deception. There's a reason why a judge exists. A judge is a nonpartisan official who determines the case based on the evidence. Prosecutor like him, he's the kind of prosecutor that will suppress evidence just to win a case. This is why I don't like prosecutors. I prefer the judge and the district attorneys 
because uh, the, not the uh, the defense attorneys because in number of cases look, prosecutors like him has probably got a lot of black men locked up. Repugnant. Not clear if that was you or me, but someone's repugnant. And here's what finally last soundbite. Here's how Judge Napolitano responded. A lot of legal authority, and I join it on the other side. And the other side basically says anything that helps the campaign, whether it's cash or emails or, or smearing uh, your opponent, is a thing of value. And therefore, requesting it is a crime. Yes. <laughs> now, unlike maybe some day side hosts, I'm not very partisan, and it was a sincere question. Is it a crime? Tucker, you are very partisan. Uh, trust me, Tucker. Tucker fucker, you are very partisan. Now, I disagreed when them people came at your house threatening you and your family. I don't believe nobody should do that to you, even though you're an ass. Even though you're a total suck ass. You, even though you, you lick Donald Trump's blunt ass, ass hairs in, 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 this, in, this, in this pie hole, I don't believe people should come at your house at night and bother you and your family. I, and I've defended you on that one. Or not. So given everything that's happened in the last 24 hours, I just want to throw it to you again. Was it a crime or not? Absolutely not. Now, let me sort of educate Judge Napolitano. The President of the United States is the executive branch under Article 2. He is the chief law enforcement officer of the United States. He can ask anyone, a citizen, a foreign leader, a question. He can make a suggestion about an investigation because he runs them. And by the way... Oh, so you hold on. Now, are you, so you saying he runs the Ukraine, sir? <laughs> in the latest set two with the whistleblower the office of legal counsel has said that requesting information from a foreign government is not a thing of value and is not a foreign contribution I mean, i'm not a lawyer at all I mean, as far from the scholar <laughs> you and that that's why well that's why i solicited your opinion but i also hires the best people and of course has a very good brain. Now, it goes without saying that Tucker is perhaps the most virulently partisan host on Fox News, which, to be clear, is no easy feat. Which is why the person with whom he's disparaging Judge Napolitano is, unsurprisingly, just as partisan as he is. Joe DiGenova will lean on his background as a former U.S. attorney, but the guy is a deep state conspiracy theorist. He's claimed that the DOJ and FBI engaged in the... Mm, mm, mm. largest law enforcement scandal in history by investigating Trump. An investigation, mind you, that showed his campaign cooperated with Russian officials and that Trump obstructed justice on 10 occasions. He's advocated for FBI Director Andrew McCabe to be fired, for every member of Obama's Department of Justice to be arrested, for everyone working at the State Department, CIA, DNI, FBI, and... D now, like I said, I'm not a fan of the FBI or any of these agencies because they have suppressed black people they have used the Cointepello program against black civil rights leaders, as well as black liberation groups that are liberation in the defense and response of racism and systematic oppression. I don't support any of those CIA, DNI, FBI, DOJ because of, of what they have done to uh, to my people, as well as other people and even other patriot groups as well. Um I got a stint to there and, and the um, as well as the the what they call the Brown Tigers Liberation Group, the Latin Liberation Groups, 
uh, the, the federal government has suppressed uh, the patriot groups who are basically just about private property, about having their own people as well as their own communities, which is fine. They're suppressing them, too. Um, so. But at the same time, I think, you know, Shepard Smith is why he quit is because I think his reporting was bringing too much too many problems to Fox news. Um, and I think it was maybe a good idea for him to just, you know what, let me step aside and not allow Fox news to be imploded based on uh, the influence of Trump and his uh, supporters. Now, Nixon was corrupt. This president is just as corrupt as the rest of them. The difference is he is blatantly, openly corrupt. Now, Obama was corrupt, too, you know, but the difference was it was difficult to pinpoint his corruption because he was not the type to be open about it. Just like the drone strikes, secret drone strikes, just like the assassination of Muammar Gaddafi uh, and various other leaders that we may or may not know about. That was not bothering us. But this president in particular is very open and vocal about his corruption. DOJ to be investigated for investigating Trump, claiming that Mueller's appointment was illegal and that Mike Flynn never. Mueller's appointment was legal. Broke the law. Despite Flynn's actions did break the law. He admitted it. Michael Flynn admitted it. The fact that it was illegal for him as a private citizen to communicate with the foreign government without proper authority in an attempt to influence their actions, according to the Logan Act, and then lied about doing so to the federal prosecutors. And Flynn admitted to that. And the list goes on and on. I mean, for Christ's sake, does a nonpartisan person say this? I, I am I am blatantly obvious about the fact that I support the president of the United States. Right. I, I believe he has been framed. I believe he is an innocent man. I will... And this is the prosecutor Dignova, Mr. Dignova. And he is a ultra Trumpist, an ultra Trump lover. And this is why he is lying to the death. So for Tucker Carlson to criticize Chef Smith and Andrew Napolitano by invoking this guy is so deluded that it is actually perfect for Tucker Carlson's show. Now, D. Genova tries to absolve Trump of any and all wrongdoing by claiming that all he did was ask a question or give a suggestion while speaking with the Ukrainian president. He can ask anyone, a citizen, a foreign leader, a question. He can make a suggestion about an investigation. And a journalist and a reporter can ask a question to the president without being told to shut up or go home or get out. And this is not only reductive, but completely misleading. He didn't just ask a question. He implied that the United States' impending $250 million in military aid was contingent upon them opening an investigation into Trump's top political opponent. The Ukrainians even admitted that they understood investigating Biden was a condition for Trump. In other words, it wasn't so much an innocent question or suggestion as it was a quid pro quo. It's conspiring with a foreign power to get damaging information regarding a matter that was already investigated and adjudicated. Did you know that even goes so far as to suggest that Trump can meddle in any affair, foreign and domestic, because he runs everything? He can ask anyone, a citizen, a foreign leader, a question. He can make a suggestion about an investigation because he runs them. I'm not sure when Trump became president of the world, although if you watch Fox News, it was sometime around November of 2016. But to be clear, Trump does not have carte blanche to do whatever he wants. We have campaign finance laws, we have checks and balances, 
And in the United States, we operate under the assumption that no person, not even the president, is above the law. DiGenova then makes another misleading claim that requesting information from a foreign government is not a thing of value. The Office of Legal Counsel has said that requesting information from a foreign government is not a thing of value and is not a foreign contribution. But when that information is specifically damaging to a political opponent, when Donald Trump will use whatever information that he gleans to attack Joe Biden ad nauseum, then suddenly it takes a different form. Suddenly it has political value. It becomes a contribution to a campaign. And if you don't think that Trump wouldn't use it to attack Biden, consider the fact that he already has. The guy has been breathlessly, relentlessly attacking the Democratic frontrunner for this. And that's based on a premise that doesn't even exist. Again, there is literally zero evidence of wrongdoing by Biden. But if you think that stopped Trump from shouting it from the highest rooftops for the express purpose of positioning himself better for 2020, then you're just not operating in reality. The simple fact is that Tucker isn't there to report the news. He's there to represent the president. This is White House propaganda, and he wouldn't do anything to endanger his promotional tweets from Trump's Twitter feed. And it's a shame that Shep Smith and Andrew Napolitano continue to... Okay, this is uh, Brian Tyler Cohen, um, you know, because he, cause he brought brought the points out, so I, I played his video, so... Uh, and they have a, he has a point, as well as Shepard Smith, and this is probably the reason why Shepard Smith is leaving Fox, because of him consistently being straight up and... Not kowtowing, not towing the line, not bowing down to the president, unlike Sean Hannity and Tucker Carlson and the rest of them. And it's not about a right and a left. It's a right versus wrong. This is a right versus wrong. And a lot of people on Fox News are talking heads. They don't have a mind of their own. Shepard Smith and Judge Andrew Napolitano, uh, I think Evan K. Williams, are only the ones who actually have a head on their shoulders who will actually call it right down the middle instead of just towing the line. Because you're no longer a journalist if you're towing the damn line. If you're towing the line, you're no longer a journalist. Now, here's some of the stuff of Donald Trump's rally in Minnesota. The do-nothing Democrat extremists have gone so far left that they believe it should not be a crime to cross our border illegally, and it should be a crime to have a totally appropriate, casual, beautiful, accurate phone call with a foreign leader. I don't think so. President Trump made a totally unsubstantiated claim about Hunter Biden and his father. It's not unsubstantiated, you crooked son of a gun. It's 100% true. Joe's son, Hunter, got thrown out of the Navy, and then he became a genius on Wall Street about two days. By the way, whatever happened to Hunter? Where the hell is he? And your father was never considered smart. He was never considered a good senator. He was only a good vice president because he understood how to kiss Barack Obama's ass. That's right. How do you think Joe Biden and his, uh... 
How do you think his son's feeling right now, right after embezzling a lot of money, taking a lot of money, the crookedness, right? He's not looking too good either. <laughs> Maybe lock her up goes to lock him up. I don't know. It might lock him up. I don't know. I like lock her up a little bit more. But I'm... thank you. That's a good idea. I like that idea. Just like y'all minimize slavery in this country, right? In Minnesota, I'm very angry at you people right now. As you know, for many years, leaders in Washington brought large... Instead of the transatlantic slave trade, y'all call it the transatlantic migration. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. ...numbers of refugees to your state from Somalia. Without considering the impact on schools and communities and taxpayers... I promise you that as president, I would give local communities a greater say in refugee policy and put in place enhanced vetting and responsible immigration controls. We will always protect American families first, and that has not been done. In All right. But again, I believe that Shepard Smith is a good reporter. And he's one of the few I will actually listen to because he actually is going to call it right down the middle. He's actually going to call it right down the middle. And the president knows exactly what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's doing. Exactly. He knows what he's doing. He he knows how to whip up the base. That I can say he can do well. He knows how to whip up the base. And he's doing a good job at it. Now, of course, the President of the United States was happy that Shepard Smith was leaving because there was somebody that was that was willing to hold hold that will hold him hold his feet to the fire when it comes to issues for hundreds of years we are out of there but we have a tremendous financial strength which i've helped a lot with because our country has become much stronger since i've been president by many trillions of dollars and if turkey does something maybe money wise thing that they shouldn't be doing we will put on sanctions the likes of which very few countries have ever seen before. We'll see. No, I don't know. Is he leaving? Oh, that's a shame. That I don't know. Wait, did I hear Shepard Smith is leaving? Is he leaving because of bad ratings? Yeah, tell me, I don't know. He had terrible ratings. Is he leaving because of his ratings? I mean, if he's leaving, I assume he's leaving because he had bad ratings. He had the worst ratings on Fox, so there's a reason. Why is Shepard Smith leaving? 
the worst ratings. Actually, he has some of the best. He's been there. He's the original member of Fox. He was the first reporter of Fox News, sir, for 23 years. So if he had bad ratings for all those years, he would have been gone a long time ago. Well, I wish him well. Sure. I wish, I wish Shepard Smith well. Look at him. I think Hunter Biden is a disgrace. You know, the number one T-shirt selling right now is Where's Hunter? I came up with that one last night. And by the way, we had a record setting last night. As you saw, a rally. That was a rally like few other rallies. And now I'm going to Louisiana. And we're taking the Little League World Champions. I think World Champions. Oh, boy, I tell you the truth. And there you go, right there. Man becomes first run marathon under two hours. But um, as far as with Shepard Smith, uh, I think Fox News is losing probably one of the last few that will call it straight down the middle that won't toe the line. And I know they're trying to pressure Andrew Napolitano to adjust his rhetoric, but I don't think, you know, him being Italian, I don't think he's going to fold like that. No. He, he, you know, I, I can tell by Napolitano, he's the type, he ain't gonna fold. He ain't gonna, he ain't gonna fold. He's, he, that's Italian in his blood. Them, them Italians, hey, they'll get you. Them Italians don't play. They're like, no, no, I ain't rolling that way. I mean, there's so much I can take. But. This is Jack Newtown, folks. Hope y'all enjoyed this. Email me at jackradioshow, the number one at gmail.com. Also, jacknewtown12 at uh, gmail.com. And also, let me go ahead and pull this up. Like and subscribe to Jack Gully um, YouTube channel, which we're trying to get our channel back into uh, being monetized. Because I was banned by YouTube for like eight years of demonetized for eight years straight. Because I was a victim of click bombing during my political, you know, when I had my political ramps back in the days there where I had a lot of subscribers, like in the upper 10,000 subscribers. And then I, they dropped a lot of them. I mean, they literally just dumped a lot of subscribers and um, it, it's been a fight. It's been a fight to get back in the game. It's been a fight to get in, into the game. And um, and I also got a strike. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got a, I also got a strike. I didn't look too much on my other channel because I, I just offshoot on, on other channels, you know, on my other channel, uh, Highborn. But I'm glad that a particular young lady finally decided to have one of my videos taken down because she had a problem with it. And I told her straight up, I said, look, uh, file a complaint, have my video taken down. I will not fight back. I will not, you know, try to fight the uh, striker, nothing like that. I say, go ahead and do it. 
And eventually she did. And I hope she's satisfied with that. Um, And I have no problem with people having a legitimate complaint. And she had a legitimate complaint. She felt like I was disrespecting her. She felt like I was slandering her, which I wasn't. But she felt that way. And that's fine. Um, You know, and my thing is, and I tried to help her out at least by saying, okay, you want to come on the show or we can get on the phone and talk. Cause I prefer to get on the phone and talk because I don't do all this typing shit. I don't do all this texting because again, I'm very short with words when it comes to texting. I don't do a long paragraph of texting. I'm very short when it comes to texting a very short words. I do very little texting. I rather get on the phone and talk to you so I can see where you're coming from. And that's fine. Um, and we go from there. Oh, yeah. Also, I, I'm wait. I'm kind of waiting down until something goes down to Cardi B and Tasha K ordeal. Uh, Cardi B suing Tasha K for defamation, claiming that Tasha K uh, made statements against her that are not true now. And then Tasha K's counter suing Oh, a car be threatening me, et cetera. You know, I see both being dismissed because both do not have enough sufficient evidence. I see a dismissal on both cases. Um, and that's just me. Now, if Tasha K, whatever she brought forth was 100% true and facts, then Cardi B has no case. But I think that whole I think the one in particular was the Star Marie interview in which Tasha K knew that this woman was mentally disabled. Um, Star Marie, that she had mental illness and, and, and the family even said, look, this she has mental illness. She has she been having issues for years and she's kind of she is on the borderline of delusional. We know like an illusion is a grandeur. And you had her on there. And now, of course, I think she had to take the video down because it, it come to find out a lot of stuff that Star Marie said was not true and it was highly inaccurate. Um, and that's where Cardi B's argument is, is that that particular situation, which a lot of the stuff was said was not accurate. So I can understand why Cardi B is suing on that part. Um, but everything else what Tasha K says, again, if it's true, you can't sue if it's true. If it's something somebody said to me that's 100% facts and they can back it up with evidence, I can't I can't get mad at them. I cannot attack them on that. I'm going to say, okay, yeah, yeah, I did that. I was wrong. And we keep it moving. But, again, that's a debate. But as far as Tasha K counter-suing, I... That, Personally, if I was just, I would dismiss that too, because on the basis of when you, Tosh K, when you are a journalist, well, I, I was an actual journalist before any of y'all came, came around. I was a journalist in 2006 to about 2010 um, until, you know, my uh, press pass became no longer valid. When you are a journalist, you're going to take a lot of heat. You're going to, people are going to come after you. 
I had the members of the Mormon church came after me, um, threatening me. I had members of the NAACP came after me. Yes, I, I'm talking about to the, the higher ups because I what what I call I disrespected. You know, he's dead now. Dr. Julian Bunn on stage, which I didn't. I just asked the questions and people got mad at me. And people were shocked to me ask those questions. Black people like, oh, my God, I can't believe this nigga said that to him on stage. And there was a plot to get me out. Because one of his, I guess, bodyguard supporters pulled, ran up on me and was talking cash money. And he was talking about Farrakhan, this and Farrakhan's a great man. I said, okay, but the question needs to be asked because Farrakhan is on the more radical side that could this hurt the NAACP's brand? Because it, and I said it straight up. I said straight up, hell, Doris Ace was, was founded by Jews. And he kind of backed up. He kind of backed the fuck up a little bit. He was like, oh shit, this nigga know too much. And he probably thought to himself, damn, that nigga knew about that. So Tasha K, again, I was a journey before, before y'all even came along. I'll go for this before Sotomayor came along. It's on the rest on record. You're going to take a lot of risk. And trust me, I've been blackballed. And I know the NAACP got me on the blacklist. Trust me, they do. They they do. You best believe Dr. Bun put in the call and said, I want to know who that nigga name is. And you best believe they gave my name up. And they know who I am. And they blacklisted me. They And my name is on there. My name is blacklisted. Trust me, it is. And I got into it with the Mormon church. Because I backed up a fellow reporter on the story about the, the, the Warren Jeffs situation. And they got mad at me on that. And um, this one guy who's who's actually now an attorney, military attorney, backed me up and was like, hey, don't, hold on now. You may not agree with him, but, you know, because the Mormon Church was, was getting nasty. I mean, one of the members of the Mormon Church was getting, ugh, like, ugh, nasty. I'm like, ooh, man. Like he finna do some Mueller stuff. (laughs) But still, you're going to get into situations like that. You're going to get, when you bring out certain stories, you're going to get some problems. Some big problems. Very big problems. And that's what happens. So as far as your countersuit, Tasha K, unless you got evidence to show that Cardi B sends some goons after you. And, and here's the thing, Tasha K. Let's just say she might have or may have not. There are other people that send people after you because the, remember R. Kelly, you start putting out information out on R. Kelly. You didn't think he he tried to send some people after you, so maybe you need to sue R. Kelly. You you speak about a lot of people and a lot of celebrities, and you seem to be getting some some parental information 
about them through others from from direct sources. So Tasha K. Cardi B may or may not be the only one that may have sent people after you. It could have been R. Kelly. It could have been J. Cole. It could have been uh, various other celebrities or important people, as they call it, that you put out information about. So it could have been anybody. It could have been any of those who you reported on, particularly R. Kelly. I'm thinking you, he, I'm killing R. Kelly may have put something on you because his is more damaging. Cardi B's is like gossip, pretty much. It's like, uh, whatever. But with R. Kelly, I'm thinking it might have been R. Kelly's people that may have been looking for you and then you have to move multiple times. That might have been the case. It could have been any of those. It could have been Cardi B. It could have been R. Kelly. It could have been J. Cole. It could have been any one of those. Hell, it could be K. Michelle. Because remember, you you went, you went him on K. Michelle, and I, and I respected that. So it could have been any of those. So that's why I say your case, unless you can show actual evidence to prove that she sent people after you, now, if you did, okay, you got you you got your case, you got it. But if you can't, and it can be shown that maybe other interests may have been looking for you, uh, yeah. And then you threaten Mr. Byron, a, a journalist, you threaten him too, yeah. Because Mr. Byron can come along and say, "Hold on, now you talk about Cardi B threatening gang stalking you." You doing the same to me. And you accuse Tommy Sotomayor of being a pedophile. That has not been proven. And yet you refuse to retract your statement. And what is going to happen, I'm just going, I'm just going to keep it, I'm just going to keep it pop off. Pop off. Mr. Pop off mode. I'm going to keep it pop off. Instead of keeping a hundred, I'm going to keep it a pop off. I'm going to keep the pop off. What's going to happen? Is when all this is settled, if you win, lose, whatever, or draw, Mr. Byron's going to come right behind it and come for you. Thomas Sotomayor is going to come behind it and come for you because you slandered those two men. You have not proven that Tommy Sotomayor is a pedophile. You have, you have no proof. None of you have any proof. You just say it. And that does harm a man's, especially a man's reputation. Because you get falsely accused of rape and go to jail, those guys in prison are going to think you raped somebody and they're going to stab you. you putting somebody's life in danger that way. And then, as far as Mr. Bryan, he got the paperwork. Because he, he had a conversation with your father. What's your father doing trying to get at a journalist? But then you are afraid of Cardi B threatening you. You didn't call your father to get at Cardi B. Oh, you know that you know that was going. You know that's a no, you know that's a no no. You know there would have been a green light right then and there. And then you threaten to shoot the process server because the process server tried to serve you several times at that residence. 
because you refusing being served? So y'all both have issues. You and Carter B are trouble. Y'all both have issues. Y'all both have legal issues. Because y'all both cause trouble. This difference is Cardi B has millions of dollars at her disposal. You don't. That's the difference. All right. Also, let me let me list off the let me list off the podcast listen platforms. Anchor.fm slash Jack Newtown. Google Podcasts. Google Podcasts. It is you can just type in Jack Newtown. Google Podcasts. Spotify. I'm on Spotify under Jack Newtown. Breaker. Breaker Audio. I'm on Jack Newtown. Overcast. Type in Jack Newtown. That's on iTunes. Radio Public on RadioPublic.com. Jack Newtown. So those are those podcasts and sites. You don't have to go to Anchor specifically, but it'd be nice. It'd be nice to put drop a penny in in, in there so I can keep this damn thing running. Because I'm going for broke on this. And I will see y'all very soon. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Oh, the moon. Yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's... A burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations.